Cobb County School District is one of the largest districts in the country. With over 16 competing high schools and a deep pool of talent in every sport, this is the Cobb Sports Podcast. Let's dig in. By the time we come back from the break, everything will be settled uh, and you know, we'll have new regions for this next reclass cycle. That was Cobb School's Director of Athletics, Don Baker, speaking about the current reclassification happening in Georgia. The reclass takes place every two years, and things are finally starting to take shape for the next couple of years in Georgia high school sports as far as classifications and regions are concerned. We will hear much more from Don Baker later in the episode, but first, let's get you up to speed about what's happening with fall sports around the district. If you listened to last week's episode, you know that most of the fall sports have already concluded their season and only two remain, and that's football and flag football. Of the nine Cobb teams that made it to the postseason for football, only two survived the first round, McEatron and Walton. The Indians shut out Campbell 42 to nothing in their first playoff game, and the Raiders dominated Mountain View 66-7. In round two, McEatron will host Camden County, and Walton welcomes North Gwinnett to Raider Valley. In flag football, four teams have secured their spot in the postseason beginning in December. Altoona, McEatron, Pope, and Walton. The Lady Indians are ranked ninth in the nation and fourth in the state. The Lady Greyhounds are 17th in the country and 6th in Georgia, and the Buccaneer Ladies are 22nd in the country and 9th in the state. There are still a few regular season games to be played before the playoffs begin, so now would be a great time to get out there and become a flag football fan. We have three of the best teams in the entire country, which means that Cobb is one of the best places to watch flag football. These ladies play hard and leave it all in the field, and with the postseason just around the corner, it's only going to get better from here. Great job, Cobb flag football. Basketball season has also just started, and three familiar names from last season are back in the hunt for a state title. The 7A McEatron boys are ranked ninth in the country and hungry to lead the way for Cobb. Last year's 5A champion, the Cal Longhorn boys, are currently ranked 36th in the country and ready to defend their state title. The current 7A state champ, the Wheeler boys, are ranked 56th in the nation and already off to a great start with a win over Dutchtown. Just like in football and flag football, Cobb is a great place to watch some of the best high school basketball, so make plans to get out to a few games this season. As always, there will be several holiday tournaments happening during Christmas break, and those are always a fun place to spend a day or two watching high school hoops. As mentioned earlier, the Georgia High School Association is going through the reclassification process that will be implemented next year. District AD Don Baker is very familiar with how this goes and what it will mean for Cobb schools. Here's my discussion with Don about the reclassification process and what it will look like in Cobb next year. I'm here with District Athletic Director Don Baker. And uh, Don, we want to discuss what happens every two years. And first, I want to just discuss the rationale why it happens every two years, but the but the reclassification. So and for the beginning in the 2024 season, school year, 2024-25 um, school year, uh, Cobb will now be in, in – there's no longer 7A. Correct. 6A is the is the is now the highest classification. Um, so if, if if you want to talk about the rationale why why there's why there's no 7A anymore and then and then but then but then the high level why why we do this every two years? Yeah, sure. So reclass is uh, just a it is a fun time. You know that in tax season, right? I mean, it is 
uh, a very interesting time uh, that the GHSA uh, goes through where they determine uh, where schools will align uh, based off of their student populations. Uh, so they reevaluate it every two years. Uh, so we're in a reclass cycle, uh, had a reclass vote uh, recently uh, to look at the combination of students uh, in the building, so your student FTE, your warm body count, uh, the, the, the number of, of kids that are in your building, and then there is something called a multiplier uh, that applies to students who go to your school, but they live or reside outside of that school's attendance zone. And a kid that falls under that umbrella is multiplied. Uh, so instead of counting as one kid, that kid counts as three kids. Uh, and that was put in place uh, when you look at certain school systems and certain school models, uh, like a private school model, where uh, they are able to uh, essentially choose their student population in, in a lot of ways. Uh, and there were people that felt like that was creating an unfair competitive balance in doing so. Uh, so they applied the multiplier uh, in order to kind of level that playing field. Uh, as far as the reduction in classifications, uh, really we were at a point where you've got the regions were so spread out in 7A uh, that you have teams, uh, a perfect example, there was a private school uh, just this past week. You know, they didn't win a game all year, but they qualified for the playoffs. Mm -hmm. Well, that I don't know if that should be the case, mm -hmm. right? I mean, you kind of have to earn your way in. Um, and when you, you have so many classifications, it kind of dilutes that a little bit. Uh, so moving back down to six, uh, it will reduce travel as well. That was another uh, big uh, goal when we moved from seven to six was to kind of uh, tighten that net a little bit so that schools are not having to be out of class uh, as much uh, and to reduce that travel. So that's kind of the um, kind of the nuts and bolts uh, behind why we moved to seven to six and what reclass is. So this will be the, the way that we are voting now that'll that'll take us through uh, from 24 through 26. But from a very high level um, rationale, high schools change year after year after year after year. People move, people move in. So the 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 FTE, the full time in, in, in enrollment number of, of any given high school over the course of two years can be can be quite different. It can, and I'll I'll just use an example that we have even in our own district. Uh, when you look at Kennesaw Mountain High School, uh, Kennesaw Mountain has uh, dropped in enrollment over this last reclass cycle, close to 200 kids. Well, that's a big deal. You know, if you split that right down the middle, that's 100 females and 100 males that they don't have access to that other schools do uh, because they have seen a, a an uptick in enrollment. Um, you have certain situations where if a, if a district builds another school where that could pull a large uh portion of students from a certain area, and that can make an adjustment uh, in, a, in a school's FTE as well. So it, it's just a good practice every two years to kind of reevaluate where everybody is um, and see where they fall so that they can compete um, equitably. Okay, so let's talk about what this means for Cobb um, in particular here. So we've got two teams, Altoona and Cal, um, in, in the new 4A. We've got four teams. Kennesaw Mountain, Lassiter, Pope, and Sprayberry in 5A. And then in the highest, the new highest classification next year, we have 10 teams. We have Campbell. When I, when I say teams, I mean I mean schools. Right. Um, Campbell, Harrison, Hillgrove, McEachern, Osborne, Pebblebrook, and South Cobb. They're all they're all in one 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 region, region three in, in 6A. So it's an all Cobb, all Cobb region. And then we have North Cobb, Walton, and Wheeler in uh, 6A region five. 
That is correct. So we're, we're spread out over six regions. That's, that's what we are now. Uh, so as far as the number of regions we're in, that doesn't change, uh, but it just kind of changes where they are. Uh, really excited about having that all cob region. We will see if that sticks. Uh, just like anything, we are in a, um, in a, in a, a part of this process where schools can appeal their decisions. Uh, you can appeal the classification that you're in. Uh, we had a couple schools do that. Um, additionally, you can appeal the region that you're placed in. So you go up in front of the reclass committee and you kind of plead your case uh, and then they determine uh, if it's a yes or a no. So our hope is that that all Cobb region stays intact because that's great. Everybody knows each other. We know geographically it's very close. Uh, so we don't really see any change uh, that could happen, but there are some schools that may appeal to get into that region. If that happens, that happens, and it breaks it up a little bit. We're recording this on Wednesday, um, the 15th, and so they have until noon today uh, to declare if they want to move their regions, their region alignment. They don't like where they are, they want to move. Uh, they Those cases will be heard tomorrow, on Thursday the 16th, down at the GHSA office, uh, and they'll get told yes or no. Whenever we come out of that, pretty much everything is settled at that point, uh, and everybody will feel pretty comfortable about it. If there are some outliers that want to appeal to the larger GHSA executive committee, and that's a group of about 80 people, uh, they will have the opportunity to do that sometime in December. So by the time we come back from the break, everything will be settled, uh, and you know we'll have new regions for this next reclass cycle. Okay. So... Um Briefly, let's let's just talk about 4A, Altoona and Cal. So you've got uh, Altoona uh, won their appeal. Uh, they were the smallest school in 5A uh, and were only four students away from uh, being uh, a larger 4A school. Uh, so uh, I went down uh, to the GHSA office with them. Uh, they successfully uh, you know, defended their position. Uh, Athletic Director Amy Howard did a great job, and they, they won that appeal. Uh, and so uh, they are in a region there in, with Cartersville, Cass, Cedartown, Dalton, Hiram, Southeast Whitfield, and then Woodland of Cartersville. Geographically, you know, just a, a much closer region to them. Um, and they were successful in, in, in getting in that, in that area. Um, Kel, they're obviously in another region, a different one, uh, in Region 6, 4A. Uh, again, a lot of private schools in that region, uh, and it looks a little different uh, than the one that Alatoona ended up in. Uh, so we'll see if they end up staying put or if any of the appeals that happen uh, kind of jostle some things around, uh, and then you know, we'll kind of go from there. And then in, uh, in, in 5A, Lassiter, Pope, and Sprayberry, uh, you know, all, all within, what, four or five miles of each Pretty other. Close, yeah. um, so they're, they're, they're all within the same region. They're all within Region 6 and, in 5A, so really nothing to – um, not much changes there other than the teams that they'll be playing within within that region six. But but Kennesaw Mountain also had an appeal. And uh, talk a little bit about about that. Yeah, so Kennesaw Mountain, again, a very uh, unique situation uh, where they do have a math and science magnet program uh, there at Kennesaw Mountain High School. But at the same time, they have had a reduction in their, their enrollment uh, over the course of the, the life of the school. Uh, it has gotten smaller. Uh, and... They were, they were in a, the highest classification. They've always been in the highest classification pretty much, and they had 1,600 warm bodies, and they're competing against schools that have close to 4,000 kids in there. Mm. And so 
Uh, they were uh, able to, Philip Matthews, the athletic director there uh, at Kennesaw Mountain, did a fantastic job uh, in defending the why uh, as to why he felt like they should be moved down into that 5A classification, uh, and it was successful. Uh, it was a 16-to-1 vote. Uh, he, he changed some hearts and minds that day, and he did a great job in doing it. And for the first time in a long time, Kennesaw Mountain will be competing in a classification and in a region where they can be competitive week in and week out uh, and uh, are playing with an, in an even playing field with schools that have similar student populations to themselves. And so it was a big win for them. And then 6A, we've already talked a little bit about the about the big region, and we can we can come back to that. But we have uh, uh, the other region, Region 5, North Cobb, Walton, and Wheeler, and, and they're, they're in a region together now. Um, in in seven a so you know not not a lot will change for them so how many how many teams are in, are in region five so you've got seven total so Cherokee Etowah Marietta North Cobb North Paulding Walton and Wheeler uh, all make up that uh, that region so a lot of a lot of familiar faces uh, in there uh, in schools that they have played uh, for quite some time and geographically it made sense. Uh, to, to, to the way that that one fell. So really wasn't surprised uh, how that one fell or how uh, the Alcob region fell. If you look at geography, it kind of made sense there as well. Uh, so really hoping that those, those two regions stay put. But again, we are in the, the appeal season. And so it is possible that there could be a little bit of shakeup uh, in one or both of those, depending on who appeals and if those appeals are granted. And then the Alcob region, Region 3, uh, there are seven teams, and I already mentioned it, but, but Campbell, Harrison, Hellgrove, McEachern, Osborne, Pebblebrook, and South Cobb. And again, that we, we love that one because it's an all-cob. It's all us. Everybody knows each other. Uh, everybody gets along with one another. Uh, and you know, from a transportation standpoint, uh, it is one transportation department, uh, which is us, uh, which we appreciate. Um, and geographically, uh, they're close as well, uh, which, is, which is a benefit. Uh, I'm actually the, the region rep for that region, so I represent them on the executive committee with the GHSA, that group of 80, um, which is very similar to a House of Representatives or a Senate kind of kind of a situation. Uh, so uh, looking forward to representing them over the next two years uh, and just excited about having an all-cob region if it sticks. Okay, so that's that's kind of brief uh, talking about the, the, re- the reclassification process, what it means for Cobb. A lot of things kind of staying the same. A lot of things aren't staying the same, but but we still uh, will we'll have an update on this um, in a in a couple of, of probably after Thanksgiving, just to just to show where where everything actually fell. But but for the most part, this is pretty close to where we're where we're going to land. Is there is there anything I haven't asked you that, that you want to add here about about the whole reclass? No, I think you're good. It is a very active time. A lot of phone calls, uh, a lot of emails, uh, a lot of back and forth. Uh, when schools are trying to determine where they're going to fall uh, and uh, who they're going to play, uh, because it is a big deal. You want to you want to be able to make schedules as soon as you can. Uh, you want to try to keep those natural rivalries in place as much as you can. Uh, so definitely uh, an, an active time, but an exciting time. Um, and we're just looking forward to seeing how it's going to play itself out, uh, so that we can get some new look regions and then be ready to go. District Athletic Director Don Baker, thank you so much. All right, thank you. That's going to do it for this episode, but remember, there's a lot going on as fall sports wind down and winter sports get started, so get out there and support your favorite teams. Make sure you subscribe to the Cobb Sports Podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Amazon, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Just search for Cobb Sports and click follow to make sure you don't miss an episode. You can also catch up on any you may have missed. 
Also, remember to check out the website at cobsports.org to read up on other events and happenings around the district. We're going to take next week off for Thanksgiving, which reminds me to mention that we're thankful for you listening to this podcast every week. I wish each of you a very happy Thanksgiving, and I hope you get to spend it with some people you love. Give thanks, feast, and then go burn some calories cheering at sporting events in Cobb County. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you right back here in two weeks on the Cobb Sports Podcast.